Well, hello, everybody. It's Wednesday. It's 101. And this is Chat with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger Wade. I'm so glad you're here with us today. I'm telling you what. Remember how last week I had my windows open the last two weeks and it was gorgeous and the trucks were making noise? <laughs> it is so hot. I don't have my windows open today because my air my air conditioning is cranking because it is like an what is it, a heat index of like 110 or something? It's ridiculous. So if you're outside, take water with you and stay in the shade. Be careful today. So anyway, uh, today is the second part of our beloved release discussion from last week. But I wanted to give you a reminder, hey, it's June 30th and guess what's due today? Yeah, evaluator letters are due today. So hopefully you've seen your evaluator, you have all your stuff copied and ready to go and you can get it on down there to the school district today. And I did want to give a little bit of advice to everyone. The school district offers forms to you to use, like their their affidavit or their evaluation form. Don't use it. Uh, we have those types of forms out here. We don't have an eval sample form, but it's really super basic. I did talk about it a little while ago. We do have affidavits and objectives and all that stuff. Anything else um, beyond those things is unnecessary. So um, come to CHAP. Get your information from CHAP. And uh, the only reason I say that is because uh, the school district folks may not understand the homeschool law. Um, it's not the same as the public school law. And they may give you forms thinking that they're helping. But if it's not from the homeschool law, it's really just adding more stuff that you don't need to do. So I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, so any forms you need, we've got out there and, um, just come to homeschoolpennsylvania.org for your law information on homeschooling. There's our link to our main website and you can get to our law information from there. Okay. And if you're having troubles, just let us know. Send us a message here. Use the contact form on chaponline.com. Let us know that, um, uh, where you're at and what trouble you're having, we'll be more than happy to give you some help or point you to HSLDA if it uh, is legally uh, an issue. So I do suggest uh, getting in touch with HSLDA and becoming a member because um, I think times are going to get challenging. I think they really will. So uh, it'll be helpful to be in contact with them before if you would ever need them. Okay, so... Going back to beloved release, remember that great little phrase? I came up with a beloved release phrase for myself, um, just as a reminder to me of all the things that God's been teaching me over the past few months. Uh, and last week we talked about the first part, which is beloved. And what does beloved mean? Uh, really, it just means loved of God. So if you missed that episode, episode 131 from last Wednesday, was all about the meaning of beloved and what that means. Uh, to just be the beloved of God. Uh, so I encourage you to listen to that. Today we're going to tackle the second half, which is release. Release was the first word that God gave me uh, over a year ago. Uh, just some things were happening in my life, and um, I there's just a lot going on. There's a whole lot of do. There's a whole lot of stress, and some things started to happen. I was still doing videos with D. Uh, you might remember if you've been watching faithfully that I was missing for an episode or two because I was um, having some health things going on. So I did a lot of realizing that 
I had too much going on and I needed to release some things. God was telling me to release. So my question for you today is do you hold tightly to something? Do you hold tightly to something? What is it? Is it control? Is it your work? Is it your kids? Is it how you homeschool? Is it the ministry you serve in? What do you hold tightly to? I'm going to challenge you with Psalm 63, 8, which says, My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. So the thing our soul is supposed to cling to, what we're supposed to cling to is Jesus. We're not supposed to cling to anything but Jesus. And that means if all we're holding on to is Jesus, we can't hold on to this and this and the next thing. We got to put everything down and just cling to Jesus. So we need to release all that other stuff. Of course, you can't necessarily cling to, you know, something that's not physical, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but we need to release all those things and cling only to Jesus. Um, so there's a lot of things to release. There's lots of different ways we can go on this, but I was reading Proverbs the other day and came across a section of scripture that hit three biggies, at least three biggies for me. And maybe this will be helpful for you, but it's from chapter three, verses five through 10. I'll read it to us here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So as I was reading that, I was like, that like really, there's three parts in there that I saw. Um, verses five and six talked about releasing control. It's trusting the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. That's releasing control to God. The second part, verses 7 and 8, was unforgiveness. Uh, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body. So shun evil. Get rid of unforgiveness in your heart and, and that sort of thing. And wealth, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. There's many other things we could release, but I think... These three things, I mean, control definitely is like a huge umbrella, right, in our lives. Um, so first of all, I'm going to talk about wealth. So are you honoring God with your wealth? Are you generous in sharing what you have? So as a reminder, what you have has been given to you by God. I mean, the job you have, the job your spouse has, um, any jobs your, your older kids may have, those are all blessings given to you by God. Um, we were made to work. We were made to use our minds and our hands. Um, so the blessing of work um, is given to us from him. I mean, he makes it possible for us to work and gives us a place of employment. Um, any income or, or material blessings that come out of that, there it's all a gift from the Lord. It's all been given to us. It, it does not belong to us. All belongs to God. So... Um, Releasing that back to him, releasing some of it to help someone else uh, or donating to a, a cause to help others. Those are ways to bless others with what God has given you. So when you when you do that, when you release your wealth, release what God has given you, it brings contentment. 
um, it brings a peace in, in your heart because you've helped someone else. You've encouraged them on their way, whether it be a time donation or a money donation or supply donation, material goods, whatever. There is um, something that God works in your spirit as you release that unto other people. And the more that you share with others, um, even if the sharing is just sharing your home, like opening your home and hospitality, that is a sharing what God is giving you. God is giving you your home. Um, he asks us to be, you know, hospitable, to bring people into our home. So sharing your home space uh, with others is is one way to give back the wealth that he has given you. And the more you do it, the easier it is to do. Um, I've gone through seasons. You know, there's some times when I'm hosting people a lot and other times when I, I really don't. So it is kind of like a waving kind of a thing. And I find that when I get into that dip where I'm not doing it a lot, it's actually kind of hard to get back into the groove. But then once you're in the groove, it just kind of flows. You get really comfortable with having people over and you're more prepared for it. And it's easier to release those things um, into God's plan. So that was the first area of release that I wanted to share with you today. Uh, next, we'll talk about releasing unforgiveness. That was um, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 7 and 8 is what I had read to talk about that. Um, did you ever find that that when you are unforgiving to someone... It is spiritually and physically exhausting. Like, have you just been completely and absolutely drained um, because of this, like, bitterness root that's in your heart? It just, it's just draining. It takes it all out of you. I think of Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ... God forgave you. So the unforgiveness creates the bitterness. And right there, we were just told to get rid of it. Get rid of the bitterness. So many other scriptures with this. Colossians 3, 13 and 14. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. Mark 11, 25 and 26. So the unforgiveness leads to bitterness because you're holding on to that. You're not releasing what someone has done to you. It becomes a bitterness. And the bitterness, it will destroy you. You know, it turns you into that. Crotchety, nasty, angry person. And God calls us to release it. Release it. First uh, John 2, verses 10 and 11 talks about not walk, walking in darkness. When we are clinging on to that unforgiveness and creating more bitterness, that's, I mean, that's pretty dark. Walking around in the dark there. Don't walk around in the dark. Forgive others. And you know what? When you forgive others... It's not letting them off the hook, but it is freeing you. Okay, God will deal with whomever it is that did a wrong to you. That's for him, right? Vengeance is mine, I will repay, right? It's up to the Lord to figure out how he wants to deal with that. But you forgiving someone, even if your heart doesn't feel like it, your mind needs to choose to do it, it sets you free from that. It sets you free from bitterness and I think, I mean, there's times when you finally forgive people. I finally forgiven people. And it actually, my body feels lighter. It's amazing. So it is very physical and spiritual in nature. Um, so release that. Just think about release. Release the bitterness. Release the unforgiveness. Um, and then from the, the Beatitudes, uh, Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be so mercy. So when you're merciful to someone who has done something to you, when you forgive them, then you will also be shown 
forgiveness for the things you've done, because we all have done things, right? So um, it's that reciprocal thought there. So releasing wealth, releasing unforgiveness. And the other one that is what really prompted me to the word release is control. Release control. I am not in control. I listened to someone at our church recently give his testimony. And he said, you know what? We don't control anything. We control nothing. What we control is our responses to what happens. We, we can't control what happens to us. We can't control what other people are doing. But we can control how we choose to respond to what happens to us. That's what we can control. So me being a doer, I like control. I'm probably a doer because I like to control things because, you know, if I'm in charge of the thing, I can, you know, be in control of it. Um, it, it has some weird feeling of security that goes with it. You know, I have, I'm secure because I'm controlling all the little pieces and it's good. However, if you look at Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9, it says um, that God's ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. They're not my thoughts because they're higher than mine. Um, therefore, there's a really good chance that what I choose to do and the way I choose to handle something is not going to be the way God would handle it or what he would choose for me to do because my thoughts are not his thoughts. I don't have the ability to think the way he does. It's just not possible. And his ways and his plan for me is better than what I come up with on my own. So um, I can take on too much. I can pick the wrong thing to do, whatever it is. If I'm not releasing everything into God's hands and I'm picking and choosing on my own, um, then it's it's not it's not being God-led. It's not being God-fed. So Psalm 33, 11 says the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. So he's got plans and they're going to stand firm. So if your plans if you make plans, and like it says in, in um, Proverbs chapter 3, don't rely on your own understanding. Seek God. He's going to make your paths straight. So if you make your plans without consulting him, and his plans stand firm forever, guess what's going to happen to your plans? <laughs> They're not going to stand firm. Uh, you may um, be able to complete your plan, but... The course of things, you're going to be butting heads with God the whole time. Is that a wise place to be in? Eh, probably not. It's probably not the best place to be. Um, so if, if you're choosing what you want to do without laying it before God first, you might be able to accomplish what you wanted to do, but it might have been full of strife. It might not be fully successful or what you expected. It might not be energizing. It might not be peaceful. So if you're finding that all the things you're setting your hand to are frustrating and not peaceful or that kind of drains you instead of energizes you, it would be really good to take that before the Lord and say, you know, am I doing this because I want to do it? Or am I doing it because you've called me to do it? There's, there's millions of good things that people will ask you to do or even ideas that you come up with to do that may be like, yeah, this is a really great thing. But it might be not the right time to do it according to what God's plan is for you. Or it, there might be someone else that he wants to do that instead of you. I don't know. So chapter 3, Proverbs 5 and 6, 
Lean not on your own understanding. Take it all to God. Let him instruct you. Let him lead you and guide you. And a lot of times we got to wait. That's so hard, isn't it? Wait, wait, and wait. Because we like come up with an idea. We think of something and we want to have a yes or a no. And I'll give you till tomorrow morning, right? <laughs> give me an answer. And sometimes it's just not that. It takes prolonged thinking. It takes um, prayer. It takes just waiting because maybe the timing isn't right. Maybe maybe what you had in a thought to do is exactly what God wants done, but not at this time. Uh, so it's, it's just learning to rely on God and release, release, release. You know, think of it with a big exhale and your shoulders relax, you know, and you're just release. It's just God, you know, you don't, you sit here and everything tightens up. Okay. If you're feeling like that, exhale, relax, release, release it into God's hands. Okay. So just check yourself, see if you're forcing things through. And if you are, it's a good time to get before Jesus, lay it all at his feet, ask him to forgive you for running off without him, right? Running off and going and doing without coming to him first. So Slowing back, slowing down, reanalyzing, good, good things. I learned a lot about that. Actually, when we were locked down and couldn't go anywhere, you know, that I, that's when it all started because I had time to sit down and do it. I was kind of forced into it. But it's good to continue it, right? It's good to continue that habit of slowing down and letting God guide and direct you, okay? Let him run the show. Remember Psalm 63, 8, hold tightly to Jesus, but don't hold tightly to all this other stuff. Okay, release, let your hands. And sometimes just physically, I was teaching myself not to hold my hands this way, but to hold my hands this way. Literally, like like physically. There's something about it just lets me let it go. So, um, beloved, release. You are loved by God and release everything into his hands. He knows better. He's got the best plan. And you know what? He loves you. You are loved of God. His plans are perfect and they're good for you. Doesn't mean you're going to understand them. You might not like some parts, but they're good for you and you can trust that. Beloved, release. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm even thinking about making a t-shirt because, wow, I could be reminded of that all the time, couldn't you? It would be so helpful. So, um, that's what I have to share with you today. God put that on my heart. Beloved, release. Remember that you're loved and release things into his hands because he's capable and he's got it. He's got it. So that's your challenge this week. Take a look at your, what's going on as we are now fully out of this school year and moving into the next school year and we get prepared for teaching our littles and some of our bigs next year. Um, release those plans. Let him guide and direct you. Maybe you've decided to do something that's going to be a little bit too much, or maybe he wants to direct you in a different way, and it requires you to release your thoughts on the way they should go. Um, maybe he has a different idea, and we're doing a different idea this year, and I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. It'll be different, a little bit out of my comfort zone, but it'll be good. That means I'll grow. It means I will learn right alongside my children. And that's what we need to be doing, constantly growing and learning. So have a good week, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for listening. 
If you're listening to the podcast, you can send us a question or a message at chaponline.com slash contact. If you're listening here at Facebook, send us a comment, send us a Facebook message. And I think it's two weeks I'll be doing your questions and answers again. So I'd love to help you out that way. I hope you had a really great school year and looking forward to the next school year. And stay cool because it's crazy hot out there. All right. Have a really good week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye now.